Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your girl, Technicia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope that you had a blessful week so far because we're ready to get this thing started, honey. Half of you have been commenting and telling me that you've been having issues, so I hope this is going to be the right time and the right place for you today because we all go through these relationship problems, kind of confused a little bit. But this should be interesting for most of you because half the times we don't know what to do in a relationship. We got two men. Too many cut buddies, for one. Some of us just don't know when to quit on trying to be with everybody, trying to be a gigolo, everything, honey. But I hope that you get some tasteful little things from this. Because in my experiment, I have been probably through it all, honey. We all heard it all. We all tried the dating game. Now we got the online dating, and sometimes it don't work out. We don't know what to do. We got the Facebook group, probably not working out for you either, so... Um, with what all is going on, I have a good author, and honey, we've been we've been emailing back and forth and everything. But her book is awesome. It's one woman, three men. <laughs> don't start, don't start wondering. I know you're probably kind of clueless, but we're gonna get into it, okay? Because it's an interesting book. But um, it, it's kind of provocative, but it's it, it's informational as well. So. I want you to keep your ears open. If you got, if you have any questions, please do so. Call in at 347-426-3751. Um, make sure they're intelligent questions. We're not going to take any BS today. We will um, disconnect you automatically. That's right. So we're not going to do that on this show, not at all. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable in speaking in person, I'll leave the chat box open for you. And as well, you can always email me at technishaday at gmail.com. But here with me is Pauline Middleton. She is the author of this wonderful book, uh, One Woman, Three Man, which was published in, first published in 2010 in Denmark. And it is her first book to appear on the American market. She has also written two other novels and a handbook of love called Seven Roads to Love. And that's also available as an e-book and print on demand. And, and come to find out, Pauline actually lived with three man model for a period in her own life. She also has conducted scores of in depth interviews with people who live in either open or polygamy. Um, how can I say it? Um, polyamorous relationships, if I say that correctly. Um, this woman looks amazing. You wouldn't even believe the age that she actually is. She looks good. My God, I'm telling you, the, the, her age is the new 30s now. But. Um, this book is for not only for women, it's also for you men, too. So I don't want you running anywhere. I'm going to get my girl Pauline online, and we're going to start this thing. Pauline, how are you doing today? Thank you for taking out your time, baby, with me. Oh, hey, Technicia. I'm very happy to be on your show. Oh, I'm so glad. Girl, you look good to be your age. I'm telling you, the 50s or the new 30s, you rocking that age. <laughs> 
Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Yeah. Well, you know. we we the ones better be keeping up with you. <laughs> well, you know, having uh, having good um, a good life in a number of areas that certainly helps. Also in your looks. I know that's right. Uh, now, Pauline, I gave a little introduction on you, and and the fact that you have been. And what your book is actually titled, One Woman, Three Men, um, The Model Face. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, how we got to this point from your relationship going into this book. What made you actually want to start writing this? Was it from your own personal experiences? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I, I was uh, married and then I divorced and then I got a new boyfriend and I found out he was cheating on me. And I was like, oh, my, I don't like love, you know. I think it sucks. And then I knew that, you know, if I continued to doing the same things that I normally, that I had done so far, I risked actually, you know, uh, landing in the same bad situations. So I figured, well, I, w- I want to do things in a different manner. Um, and first of all, I tried to convince myself that I could live without ma- a man. You know, I said to myself, what good is a man to me? And then I started making a list. And I thought maybe there would be three, four points on the list, and then I could just decide, okay, I can live without those four areas. But before I knew it, I had a long list of 26 areas. And then I knew, okay, now I need to, I need to go find a man because, I mean, this doesn't work. You know, I cannot live without a man. But then I knew, also knew that you, know, you cannot go dating and looking for 26 areas to be fulfilled because nobody would respond to such a profile. So I looked at the areas and I regrouped them and I found out that, okay, the three most important areas on this list was a guy that I could talk to about life and love and politics and so on. And a guy who was uh, interested in sex. You know, not all men are very interested in it. Some are are only, you know, interested in uh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And I wanted a guy who was more curious and engaged. And then I was living in an old house, so I also wanted a handyman. And then when I was looking at these three areas, I figured, well, there is something here. Maybe I should try to have a man cover each area for me. And then I can identify where do things go wrong, what am I doing to make things go wrong, what are they doing. And then I could uh, become wiser and, and more conscious about what actually happens in love. So I did that. I... I made a dating profile on a dating site looking for three men, a guy to talk to, a lover, and a handyman. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that sounds like a better solution. I don't have to be, right, I don't have to be tied down to just one. I got all my options open. If you sure. mess up, I just go to that one. You mess up, then hey, I still got no, and all three, you mess up, then we're going to start this thing over again with three more new ones, so... Hey. Yep. <laughs> well, at least for a period of time, you know. Right. And I, because it's it's um I think for me at least it worked out as a tool to become aware of what is important in love, and how to hold on to those important areas, and not kind of wither and compromises in all areas. So so it was a really good uh, thing for me, and that's why I just to write a book about it and start telling people about my experiences. And many people are interested. Right. <laughs> right. And we, we, I mean, we're we're laughing, but we actually have to really 
we have to take this seriously because there is a such thing as modern love. What is your definition of modern love? Well, it's uh, when you decide to live love according to your own uh, standards instead of living up to cultures or your parents or your friends' expectations. It's about taking a, a conscious stand and saying, okay, this is the way I want to live. And, and you know, you can decide that and then live like that for a while. It's not um, as if you, can, you make that decision, you make a choice, and then you need to live like that for the rest of your life. You know, because that's the way culture works. Uh, culture offers us one ideal of the, you know, falling in love with your high school sweetheart and setting up a family and house and then staying, um, you know, faithful to each other the rest of your lives. But but a lot of people are struggling with that because it, it's, you know, life is more dynamic uh, for a lot of people. For some people it works and that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not against uh, a monogamous uh, happy relationship. But I'm against right. uh, monogamous pretended relationships or unhappy relationships. I want people to become aware that there are other ways of living together. Right, and this might be the and whether people uh, agree with it or not, but this could be the lifestyle for some. And you're right. Sometimes that fairy tale does not work for everyone. I want my high school boyfriend. It did not work out. Some people it does. I have seen. Some of my friends on Facebook, it works out, but not for everyone. It could be a different route. So you don't want to be judgmental, and that's not me. I'm not judgmental. Hey, if you if it was makes you happy, then do you, boo. Do you by yeah. the end of the day. Get your three exactly. men. If that's going to fulfill your expectation, you do what you got to do. Now, are you entitled to be married to any of them, um, Pauline? Or is or would that be real? Because in most states, I know that'd be against the law to probably be married to three men at one time. Or yeah, no way, we can't do that in Denmark oh. either. Oh. Just like the states, okay. it's not allowed. Um, okay. And and you know, I, I think it's it's also. I wouldn't think that you could live, uh, have you know, date three men at the same time for ten years or something. Of course, if people want to, go ahead. But I think, at least for me, I found out that it was. It was a great model for, I lived uh, with it for a year and a half. Then I fell in love with a handyman. And, uh, you know, he asked me to break off my contact with the other two guys, and I did. And then I was with him for two years. But then he moved to another part of the country, and I couldn't follow him because of my job and daughter and so on. And then what happened was that, uh, you know, I went back to my model for almost a year. And then I stopped dating and evaluated my experiences. Because I wanted to find out, okay, what, what, what has this actually brought me? You know, sometimes life just happens to you and this and that and so on. But I, I, I really wanted to evaluate my experiences. And then I found right. out that, um, you know, the, the three men model uh, had to be adapted for me because it was still important for me to have a guy to talk to. But it was also important for me to have a guy who likes that I'm a writer and who thinks it's uh, interesting and, and fine that I need to, you know, go traveling on research or need to sit down and write my own things or, you know, that, that writing is, a, is an important part of my life. And then the sex part uh, continued to be important. Whereas the handyman part, I was like, well, you know, we can always hire somebody if he, the guy that I'm going to meet now is not a handyman. And, and then I started dating, uh, you know, in a more traditional way, wanting to meet one man. 
And I was much better at actually holding on to what was important to me because I've been training this with different men, you know. So it's, it's also a model that allows women to actually train in holding on to what's important, train their integrity, you know, and, and uh, yeah, take charge of their own love life. Right. Empowering us women out there. This is the time. Yeah. we got to stay focused. This is the effort. Um, and for some, like I said, probably won't agree with this. This doesn't sound right. It sounds unfaithful. But um, to me, not really. Not really. Um, Pauline, when you go into, let me ask, when you're doing this, do the males know about each other? Should you confront each one of them and say, hey, I have these two on the side, and I'm going to let you know they're on the side too? Yeah, that's what I did. Okay. And I think okay. that is the considerate um, uh, way to do it, you know, because you, you don't want to – I'm I'm not um, an advocate of secrecy and lies and so on, you know, people mm-hmm. to kind of stand by their needs. So I was thinking before I, I, I put up this profile on a dating site, I was thinking of uploading a false photo and using a, an alias, you know, using a false name. But then I was like, okay, well, that's going to be really complicated. You know, I have contact with a lot of men, and it's not my real photo. How are are they going to know if they want to meet me? So I decided, no, I need to stand by this. If I want to do it, I need to do it. And and so I did. And, and, you know, many answers, I mean, the men really were curious about my model which was quite interesting. And a number of men said, oh, it's so nice to meet a woman who knows what she wants. I was like, ooh, why is that nice? Well, because a lot of women, you know, they want, either they want things all the time or they don't know what they want. And then it's really difficult to make them happy. Whereas with you, if I'm, if I give you what you want, uh, you're happy, right? And I said, sure. What? Then you'll praise why? me. And I said, yeah, I'll praise you. All right, then I'm happy. <laughs> So you know, it was a it was a good exchange that that was happening there. It is. This is the new this is the new trend to me. Um, possibly that could probably be open if everybody keep with an open mind. This is the new thing to love, sex, and marriage now. Because mm-hmm. I mean, come on, being honest, if if you really look at the statistics, I think the I, I have not actually done all my research, but it's probably a high percentage of people who actually cheat because. Mm-hmm. You're not satisfied by that one person. It's nothing personal to that one person, but I don't believe that sometimes one person can satisfy you. I, I And I don't want nobody out there getting offended or she sounds like she's such a hypocrite because I married myself. I've been married. It's going on 11 years. But for some, it's not enough. Like, I got to have yeah. this. I got to have, I got to, excuse me for that, but I got to have this new booty. I got to have, I got to have this with this person. It's, not enough, you're not pleasing me, and then sometimes in a relationship it gets dead, then where you go from there, you know, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I could really, I can, I could come from a standpoint and say, I do honestly can understand from your point of view, even if I don't do it, but I can understand that, the reason why, because nobody could probably be fulfilled by that one single person in that world, it's not, I mean, it's not making any sense, but I like your style, Pauline, because you're bringing it to the open, look, honey. This is how it actually goes. But I'm going to show you how to play this, how to do this game right, because some of you are not playing the game right. You're still sneaking. I like how you said it, Pauline. I'm going to let you know, hey, I got I got Jerry and Tom over here too, uh, Mike. Jerry and Tom yep. over here. I just want you to know 
I just want, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know, they over here too. Jerry, Mike, yeah. this is, Jerry, Tom, this is Mike over here now. <laughs> right. I'm exactly. Right, <laughs> yeah. And you know what happens when, when men what? know that the competition is standing in the side, you know, they really uh, make their utmost to convince you that they're the best. So, so in a sense, you know, I got the best of the men that I was dating. And that was great to meet. You know, that was, I, I really enjoyed that. Right, I like the way you, I like the way you approach things. She doing she doing her. She's a boss now. Pauline, you are a boss, honey. She's doing her, but she's <laughs> but she's super with her. See, she's not doing like most. Going behind your back, and I'm gonna be dishonest. I'm not gonna tell you about Susie and Jane over here. But she letting you know, this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. trying to be funny. Right, I, and I that's do, also I love you know why. I'm well. Thank you. Um, it's also why I think that, you know, uh, some people have asked me, well, where is the morals in my model? And, and I have to tell them, well, you need to be very, uh, you need to be very honest with yourself and with other people as well, uh, because otherwise you cannot deal with so many people at the same time. So, I mean, you, you really need to, to be able to communicate in a considerate and, and honest way. Um, so, so I think it's it's a very moral model, <laughs> but it's just it not is. maybe the traditional, uh, you know, being faithful to one person over an entire lifetime. But like you were saying, I mean, around forty percent of of all married people are are not faithful. Uh, so you know, exactly. let's not pretend that that it's uh, it's the ideal. Uh, it's the ideal right. for some people. Right. I, I I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do. I get tired of looking on Facebook. Oh, my husband, my wife. Oh, please. Please, child, please. You you, yeah. you two are just not that perfect. Come on. And I don't knock no. it and I don't comment because they remind me of one of my coworkers. She said she was in a group on Facebook. It was a marriage club. And she got kicked out of it because she was telling them, hey, come on now. Y'all got to be honest up in here. Because if it was a fairy tale like that, half of us would all be married. It's got to be mm-hmm. you. I mean, you argue, you fuss. Let's 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 keep it real now. Nobody's not. Oh, is this no Cinderella? Well, I I met Prince no. Charming and all my problems went away. I mean, but people mm-hmm. portray that when you're online. Of course, I don't blame you. I don't want about knowing my business, but I'm just saying. You know, it's it's not peaches and cream. And like you said, no. you not get one satisfaction out the other. I'm just go over here. I need something else from this person. This person might give me something different. Hey, and if three not enough, maybe you can add four to your list. You know, but um, yep. sure. Pauline, let me ask you this. Why does redefining your own personal ideals and expectation of love expand your ability to find it and keep it? Um, well, you were just caught up there. In the, Could you please ask the question again? Yes. Um, why does redefining your own personal ideals and expectations of love expand your ability to find it and keep it? Well, um, I find, and I've I've uh, coached quite a number of people. Uh, you know, after my book came out, I've coached people in love, and I find that quite a number of people have uh, very unconcrete expectations to love. Uh, mm-hmm. Or they have too far, too long a list of very concrete elements, and the the people, or I would say mostly, um, well, there's a dominance of women who have that. You know, it will be like, okay, I dream of meeting a man who will make me happy. Oh, okay, what defines happy? 
oh, I don't know, you know, but I know it when I meet it. And I'm saying, no, that's not good enough. Because where are you going to go look for a guy when you're just looking for somebody to make you happy? You need to be more right. concrete. What areas, how does he make you happy? What, what experience have you had so far that have made you happy with a man? You know, just identify as many possibilities as you can to try to become more concrete about what you are actually looking for. Because even though, you know, you may be unconscious about it today, but it will still govern your choices. So the more conscious you are of what you're looking for, the better you can make a hunt or a a chase or, you know, a looking for uh, a match. Whereas the less concrete you are, the, the more you are kind of raving in the blind. And and I think that's that's too bad. Um, and then once you have identified, you know, the three most important areas in love, then stick to that and be patient. You know, don't be, don't expect that the first uh, two or three dates you are on will bring you into contact with the soulmate of your life. No, I mean, uh, demand something from these guys. That was another thing I, I experienced when I was dating uh, three guys. You know, I was demanding. Uh, that they choose one of the three roles in order to be on a date with me. And and they were like, wow, that means I, I, I need to think about that. And I said, sure, go ahead and think. And that meant that when I was dating these guys, we had great talks because they were thinking before we even went on a date, they had to commit in some way. Otherwise, I would just say, no, you know, I don't think you're giving me any reason why you would want that role. So I, I don't, I'm not curious about you. I don't want to go on a date. But the guys who did give me some reasoning or, you know, some emotions or some kind of uh, thoughts about why they had chosen one of the roles, there was something to build on there. And that created much better dates than the dates I'd been on before this model. And um, just as, you know, it goes like I think you mentioned it earlier. It goes back to the fact that we have lived in this stereotypical world amongst ourselves thinking this is the way it is supposed to actually be. And I think yeah, that's where exactly. it comes in. It's, it's in defining our own expectations and our own personal ideals. We don't have those because we've been brought up, like you said, from there. You get married with a guy, you have a child, you live happily ever after, you invest in this, you invest in that, and there you go, bada boom, bada bean. It's not always mm-hmm. like that, and we're never told <laughs> We're never really told what actually love is, how important it is for us to find our own way. We've been told this is what it's going to be. Not all mm-hmm. the time it goes that way. And mm-hmm. people, are, people, are walking, mm-hmm. people, are, people are actually walking around clueless and don't have what they don't. They don't have a clue. No, but if they do a specific, you know, if they do a focused effort for three months, they will get a focus. And it's, it's amazing the transformational power that that um, exercise can have for people so you know when I'm uh, coaching people in love I tell them well you can use the three men model directly by going out there and trying to find three men to date at the same time or you can use it indirectly to help you to find what is important for you in love and then go looking for one man either of them is fine the important step is that you become more conscious of what makes your clock tick and that you start um, uh, expecting something from the men that you are dating, you know, and and don't mm-hmm. give in on, until you have a proper match, because it, it's not going to work. Why? Right. It, it's not. 
if not, they need to have a course like this. They really do. They do. We yeah. need a course <laughs> in school mm-hmm. teaching our young people this. <laughs> well, um, you know, I think in our schools we should have a course uh, uh, instructing children in uh, human relationships. You know, when they're very young children, it can be relationships with friends and with parents and emotions that you encounter and so on. Then when they get to be teenagers, it can be, you know, uh, romantic uh, relationships and so on. And I think we should train children in uh, being able to voice what emotion is that and why do I feel like this and why does she react like that towards me and so on. You know, because emotions have such a huge impact on people's lives. But we treat them as if we're able to cope with them just because we're people and just because we can have them. And I think that's, that's so wrong. You know, many people are struggling with emotions on many different levels, and I think we could do that much better. Right. But you know what? That sounds like there's some good benefits um, and advantages in being in a three-relationship. For one, if, I, if, it's, if it's four of us in the household, I don't have to worry about doing as much work. Because we can all share that task. You wash the dishes. One can get the laundry. One deal with the children. If it is, if there are children involved, you know, I mean, sure. it helps compensate. It helps compensate for something. Like if you're in a two relationship, if the other person don't want to do nothing, you just totally out of luck, honey. You be like, shoot, yeah. now I gotta wash these darn dishes, right? And I mean, to me, like-minded. I mean, you have to be like-minded or to consent to this. Um, yeah. Definitely. I think it's a it, right. It's wonderful, um, but let me ask Pauline. What made you want to? What made you actually want to bring this out? Did you get any resentment when you first approached this model from other people saying, "Girl, are you crazy? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> well, you know, at first I didn't tell anybody about it because I figured, okay, maybe I'm after two weeks I'm gonna kind of stop this crazy thing. But then after two weeks, I saw, you know, that it, uh, men kept contacting me wanting to go on dates. And I had a couple of good dates. And I was like, this is fun. I'm going to continue with this. And then I talked with two, my two best friends about it. And uh, one of them uh, was both women friends. And one of them, she said, oh, you are crazy. Your reputation is going to be completely ruined, honey. What, stop it immediately. And I was like, nah, you know, I've had some good dates, so I won't. Then I talked to my other friend, and she was saying the complete opposite. She was, oh, I love it, and this sounds fantastic. And if you have any men in surplus that you don't want to date, you know, send them my way. I'll have a go at it. And that has actually been kind of representative for the reaction I've gotten since. You know, that some people, they really uh, don't want me to challenge uh, the concept of love. They they feel that it's uh, too shattering uh, and too provocative and, and too, hey, why do you need to do that? Some people have even accused me of, you know, ruining a relationship or couple life and so on. And I'm like, nah, I'm not the one ruining it. You know, everybody who's not honest is ruining it. Um, right. Or, right. You've been honest yeah. about yours. Hey, I'm letting you know I'm going to do this. It's not actually to me. I wouldn't even consider cheating. I'm letting you know up front. This is what it's going to be. At least let me know and don't blindside me. Right. Exactly. That's, exactly. Not, that's not cheating at all. Mm-mm. No. And I mean, exactly. when you talk with people who have been cheated on, what they are really hurt about is not really the sex part. It's the dishonesty. You know, you lied to me or you pretended that we were living in a wonderful relationship or we were having right. a fine time. Well, actually, we were not. 
So it's the it's the deceit, you know, it's the being lied to. That's what we don't like and get really right, hurt about. Right, right. Especially so, when we're thinking the other person is on the same page as us. But see, this is where your mother comes in at, where it's saying, hey, if we all consent to this, then no one's feelings will be hurt because you're on the same path that I'm thinking, hey, this is the relationship, this is what I'm walking into other than, hey, I'm walking to a blind deal. You ain't told me nothing. You ain't told me about that she was on the side over here, and that's the only thing. Yeah. That's the reason why I do. I like, I like this model. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I really do. But, um, <laughs> Pauline, before we, even take, before we even go to a commercial break, give us a quick definition of what, if I'm saying it correctly, polyamorous is and what it means. Yeah, well, there are there are two definitions I would like to bring up, and that's uh, open relationships. That's where you have uh, one primary partner, and then you allow each other to go out and have other sexual partners. But you will have mm. one primary partner that you may live together with or have a closer relationship with. But you can also, both of you, have uh, relationships with other guys or girls. Polyamory okay. is, is more... Uh, more um, is a different model. It's where you have different sexual partners. You know, you're, you're not monogamous. You're polyamorous. You are. You have different sexual partners. None of them are primary. Uh, you just, you know, have sex with um, whom you're attracted to. You may have uh, some long-lasting relationships with people, but you may have. Uh, you're allowed to have more than one, and and you, in both cases, you are honest about it with your partners. Okay, that makes that makes perfect sense. Hey, and that's what goes on in relationship. People get sexually attractive, honey. I don't. I don't need no connection. I just. I just want this one night stand and just move on. But we're gonna come back with Pauline. We're gonna discuss a little bit more about these open relationships. Then we're gonna talk about her book and where you can get it from. So I want you to make sure you stay tuned and do not touch this dial, honey. It's getting spiced up in here. All right, I'll be here. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flat. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Okay, so five tacos, a cheese, and a large soda. That's $10,012. Please drive around. $10,000? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's box, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. 
Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right, we're back with my girl Pauline, honey, and we've been talking about it all. And some of you may not agree, but this seems like the new trend for love, sex, and a marriage, honey. No one is doing a single thing anymore. And for the ones who have been doing the sneaker behind the back, you better probably get up on this as well so you don't get killed. But her book is out, One Woman, Three Men, honey. And it's a novel about modern love and sex now. And some relationships, you have one man and two women. So, Pauline, before you got into this relationship, were the other two as well, were they in the relationship before they before all of you tied together? Yeah, sure. Um, they were. And, you know, it, it was not um, – I didn't date the same three guys for a year and a half. You know, I dated okay. – uh, I dated three guys, and then some, uh, you know, uh, the handyman found out that I was maybe not interested in having sex with him as well. And then he would say, nah, I don't want to come and put up your bookshelves anymore, you know, because we're like, uh, <laughs> we're, we're done. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll find a new handyman. <laughs> um, and then at, at some point... <laughs> At some point, I was also saying to myself, okay, now I really would like to also have sex with the talker guy. But, you know, I, asked, I gave him, he, he said yes to the role of the talker. So would it be all right for me to also have sex with him because I have the lover? And I was like thinking about that. And then I figured, well, you know, it's my model. And as long as I'm honest uh, with the guys, uh, I'd never promise the lover exclusivity like he didn't promise me exclusivity. So, yeah, I allowed myself to also have sex with the, with the talker. So at periods, you know, I was having sex with two guys in parallel. And other times I was only having it with one. And, and at one point or twice I also had it with three. You know, it was really a very dynamic period. And, and that, was, uh, that was very interesting to experience because it also kept me from building castles about any of the men, because there was simply so much going on all the time. <laughs> now, now with these roles that you chose, talker, lover, handyman, it could be other roles man could f- um, feel too. It's all upon the woman preference. Yeah, exactly. It could be, you know, a guy that you share a spirituality with or it can be a guy you want to go hiking with in the mountains or a sports guy or you know whatever uh, is important to you the important aspect here is that it should only be three roles because if you get into four or five roles then it, it I mean the logistics will just become impossible so you know force yourself to choose the three most important areas and then try to match with somebody right now you think if we reverse this model around and we try to do the one man, three women, do you think it can actually work? Because I don't know, men seem to be a little different from us. I think they desire it goes farther. They got to have about five, ten women. Who knows how many they got to have? Yeah, well, you know, uh, one man, three women is old news. I mean, they've been doing that for centuries. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. They can they can do that. And what I think is that, you know, women have not really allowed themselves to be following their curiosity, following their desire, following their, uh, you know, their inclination. They, they've been uh, kind of, we've been restricting ourselves because our cultural values have looked down upon uh, sexually active women. 
whereas we look up to sexually active men, you know. There's so many positive words for a, a you know, a guy who is um, who wants to have sex, you know, a stud, a, a stallion, uh, whatever. Whereas I, I cannot find one positive word for a, a horny woman. You know, it's it's a whore. <laughs> it's a slut. It's a, any kind of, you know, degradable uh, word. <laughs> and I don't like that. I think we should uh, we should have nice words for that as well. Right, exactly. Now, let me ask, because in your book, um, we talk about Frederick, and Frederick is the one who was the handyman. He didn't want to help you anymore. Do you still keep in contact with him to this day? Um, no, not with him, but with one of the other, okay. a couple of the other guys I, I do. Okay. Um, it's You know, there was also, and, and people normally ask me quite a lot about that, how about jealousy? So, um, and, yes. and there was some jealousy. Yes, I was going to ask you that. Why, I was going to ask you that a problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, for, um, I remember one guy that I was uh, emailing back and forth with uh, when I had the dating profile, and he was mm-hmm. like, you know, already when we hadn't met yet, when we were just uh, corresponding, he was really working up uh, a problem about jealousy. But he insisted on wanting to meet me. And I said, no, we're not going to meet because I don't think this model is for you. So, I mean, if, right. if, if people have a, a serious issue with jealousy, this is maybe not the, the way to go uh, for them. And uh, when I was dating uh, the three guys at the same time, two, uh, twice uh, a guy had to, to kind of leave my constellation because he was saying, you know, it, this, is, this is too much for me. I'm constantly thinking about what you're doing with the other two guys, and I'm I'm wanting to, you know, take the, their place. I want to kick them out, so so I'm just going to leave because this is not for me. And and um, you know, I was challenged also a couple of times because I met the really great guys and and uh, developed emotions for a couple of them, and and then you know maybe they were not developing emotions for me, so I had to kind of accept them when I was not there. They were with somebody else, and you know. It's. Um, I think jealousy is a natural aspect in, or a natural emotion in all of us, but to a certain extent. You know, if it becomes too uh, dominating or it kind of eats you up, uh, you know, it's. Uh, you should seek professional help because it can it can destroy. Uh, it's a very powerful force if it gets to go full blast. Right, right. Because I can imagine just you know. Just finding the right person for just one, for oneself. But two, I mean, now Pauline, um, throughout your experience, do you know any other polyamorous, um, relationship units out there? I, I guess couples isn't the right word, is it? But do you know any others like yourself? Yeah, sure. I have uh, advised. Uh... Uh, quite a number of women, you know, uh, wanting to to live like this for a while. And I know, uh, you know, I know I've interviewed people who live in open relationships or who live a polyamorous life uh, with uh, with many sexual partners. And, and you know, it there is no simple solution to love. Uh, polyamorous relationships raises a number of issues. Uh, you know, in terms of commitment and jealousy and so on, open relationships with a with a primary partner raises some of the same issues and some other issues. 
uh, a monogamous relationship raises some other issues. So that's why I also want to present people with a number of different options and then to urge them to, to make conscious decisions about love instead of just uh, you know, running on autopilot. Because a um, number of people that you meet out there will tell you, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, I guess. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, what do you mean? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's all right. You know, I, I don't really feel, feel very happy or, you know, but I, I guess I have an okay relationship, you know. And that's most of the time that will be people who are not in contact with what is most important for them. And therefore they're sort of in a limbo where everything from the outside looks fine, uh, but they are not in contact with what is fine for them. And therefore, they cannot really feel their partner. And they may be together right. with the right person, but they may also not be together with the right person. So the most important for them, they cannot uh, take a standpoint towards a partner. So it all starts with, you know, you knowing yourself, you loving yourself, you um, going out there and, and meeting somebody on respectful terms. Right. And I mean, that's the only way I can see it. To just have a long-lasting, happy life is to be happy for for yourself because we we get so tied up on what society approves of, we forget what we want. Okay, so well, yeah. who cares if society don't approve of it? Who cares if it feels like it's shameful? What about what I want? Because now I'm be, I'm gonna be miserable, or either like you said, I'm being this one relationship and I'm gonna just keep on cheating or doing what I want wholeheartedly. I might as well yeah. just go ahead and get on out there. It makes it makes no sense to some, but I can I can sense that now. Um, now, um, I mean you, but when it comes into play with the Bible and everything, Pauline, what's your take on that? Because I, I mean, I feel with, like the Bible is full of life unions with multiple partners in it. With the Bible, what does that mean? Like, um, what's, what's your take when it comes to this? Do you feel like you're living in the righteous way or or not as far as on your religious aspects of this? Um, well, you know, I think that uh, for me, uh, religion is a personal thing. And, and I think... Uh, that uh, when you are living uh, in a respectful manner where you treat yourself with respect and you re- uh, treat mm-hmm. other people with respect, I think that yes. fits into most religions. Um, so for me, it's, it's more a question of actually being honest and, and preserving your own integrity. Because if, if people were doing that, you know, and not being so busy on telling other people what they should do, you know, mind your own business. And take, uh, you know, make sure that you behave in a proper manner uh, towards other people. You know, then if if we were all doing that, then we wouldn't need all this, uh, you know, all this control and all these aggressions and so on. So, so I think it all starts with yourself. You know, can you look yourself in the mirror and feel, yeah, I did my best, and um, I know that I I tried to, you know, be considerate and respectful to other people have consensual sex if that was what it was about, you know. Um, stick stick to the uh, basic important uh, parameters that actually are the same in all religions. 
Right. And if, if you look at it, because like we said, that's the way it, the society set up. They see this unrighteous, but at the same time, women who are in abusive relationships, it, that's, that's supposed to be all down by law to a correct way. I don't have time for that. I don't want to be in no abused relationship. You call me on my name. I want to be happy and blissful, and that if that's the correct way, then that's the correct way. We and people love to throw up the Bible at you and throw this, oh, you not doing right, especially when they know they on the wrong. They got about ten sins up on their belt, but they are gonna call out yours because that's the only one they probably not doing, or hopefully they yeah. want to do. I mean, I'm just gonna keep it real on that part. Now. Pauline, what do you do in this situation, though, when you have children? How do you even expose that? Because I know you you took a different approach with your own daughter. You you sort of told her, but you yeah. kind of didn't put her in your business. Well, you know, when I was dating three men, I was um, I was I was divorced. So every second week, she was with her dad. So I was dating the men every second week when she was not there. So she didn't meet them. She didn't meet any of them, um, except, of course, the handyman that I was with for two years. And then uh, that was fine. But then, of course, when I wrote the book and that came out, you know, it was all over the media and everybody was talking about this book. And then I had to kind of uh, prepare her for that. So I said to her, well, you know, I've written this novel. It's my third novel. And it is about adult issues. So I don't want you to read it. She was 13 at the time. I don't want you to read it. I don't want you to watch any of the television shows that I'm in or listen to any of the interviews or so, because this is adult issues and you're not an adult yet. Later on, if you have any questions, I'll be happy to ask them, but not now. And if anybody asks you about this book, you know, just say, oh, you know, my mom has so many crazy projects and this is just one of them. (laughs) I consciously wanted her to be able to kind of distance herself from it without feeling that she was distancing herself right. from me. So, and, and you know, that worked. Um, and, uh, and I think it touches also upon an area that, that I would like us also to focus on, which is that, you know, the fact that you're a mom doesn't mean that you need to put all your personal needs at the uh, bottom of the list. You know, even moms have uh, individual needs that we need to have fulfilled every now and then. And that can be, you know, going for a walk or going out with friends or sitting down and doing a little painting or traveling or whatever. You know, being a a mom doesn't mean 24-7. Of course it does, Emily, but it should be all right to have, uh, you know, uh, um, a grown-up life as well. And if you're a single mom, to have an active sex life. And, and our culture is also not really geared to that, uh, I think, to a, to a sufficient degree. So I, I think, you know, I want to I put a little focus on that. You know, feel proud. Do your, do your stuff. And, of course, uh, you know, then your children will find you a, a great role model. Exactly. Just if you can only be honest, but... I mean, guys, you really have to get her book. I mean, it's it's wonderful. It everything that we have been discussing. She goes into the depths of of her each of each relationship that she has had. I mean, this is it's beautiful. I mean, if you really look at it, I, I love it. You know, this book has everything possible. I don't think it's probably nothing left out of this 
No, it's nothing left out of here giving you all the answers. Anything that you're probably wondering about, up to the fact that we start talking about children, you know, this book got it going on. So we definitely want to make sure that we find out where this book is at and how to purchase it. Um, What did you um, – now, is this model relevant for women of all ages? Uh, yes, uh, it is. But women in different ages will use it differently. You know, okay. uh, a woman of, of 24 uh, will use it to become more aware maybe of her own sexuality, her own preferences in life, and then testing, uh, you know, different forms of relationship maybe. Whereas a woman, a divorced woman in her late 30s, she may use it to, to kind of get away from some bad experiences in a, in a marriage that broke up um, or to find her, her inner energy or whatever she needs. A woman uh, who's empty nesting, you know, where the children are, mo- are moving out, well, she will use it to define, okay, what is my next step in life? Now my children don't need me uh, as much as they have before, so uh, do I wanna, what do I want to do? And, uh, you know, the woman of, of 70, she can use it to identify how, uh, what kind of intimate life does she want to have? Does she want to be continuously sexually active? In what manner? With who? Uh, so, you know, I, yes. And I've gotten responses from readers of all ages. Just last week, I got a response from a 72-year-old uh, woman who just loved the book and said it had reignited her relationship with her husband reading my book and I I like that. Now with the when it comes to moral values, do 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 they really matter in modern love? Uh I think moral values always matter when, when more than one person is involved or even one person, you know, because they can also do bad things. So I think morality is is a central part of being a human being. But I think it's, uh, you know, with the freedom of choice and, the uh, you know, the many possibilities that people have today in their lives, I think it becomes much more important than it was earlier to make a standpoint, what do you think is proper actions to do? What do you think is okay uh, to say? What do you think is okay to do? How do you expect other people to behave towards you? Uh, because, you know, we don't have um, a one culture... Uh, In Denmark, we used to be uh, a Christian culture actively. We're still a Christian culture, but but less and less people actually uh, practice Christianity on a a weekly or daily basis. Uh, So, you know, it it doesn't play as big a role as it has uh, earlier on. And that means that, okay, what else comes then? Well, individual responsibility and consciousness and... uh, and uh, joy <laughs> can can take the place, and their morality is is a key part. It does, and if it's if it's different for everyone, because everyone's more are all different. But the thing, mostly, um, and like I said, I can see your point of view on all this because you look at it. People walk around like they're in such a monogamy relationship, and they're actually not. They betray monogamy. But they're actually doing the exact same that you're doing it just behind closed doors. Yeah, exactly. And then pretending to be a good citizen and a good, uh, you know, a good human being. 
Well, if you're lying to your partner, you're not a good human being in my uh, optic, you know. I, I don't think that's a way to, to behave. Um, and it's not that I haven't tried, you know. I did that when I was younger, and, oh, it was horrible. So, so I'm not, I'm not speaking from, you know, somebody who's never done it. I'm speaking from somebody who's done it and say, hey, that's not the way I want to live. I want to live in a, where I take a conscious stand on, on different uh, elements. And, you know, I think when we look around the world, I know that the media covers all the wars that are happening and all the conflicts. But actually, when you look at the billions of people who are living in the world and how many of them are actually living peacefully together, I think it's amazing. You know, we, we have so much going for us. But, but I think it's important to stress, you know, your life is your responsibility. So, so I mean, um, ask yourself what you think is okay to do. Right. Um, Pauline, as far as you have been going on this journey and you have experienced it so well, what do you want people to know about people like you and relationships like yours? Well, I want uh, people to know that it doesn't take uh, that much to start daring uh, deep love in your life. You know, it's it's uh, it's something you can start by actually making a decision, saying, okay, now I'm I'm actually not happy in my with my love life, so I want things to change. You may not know what you want uh, to happen, but if you sense that you want something to change, well, you can start by taking the first step. And then if you do, if you work on it, you know, every day, every other day, within a three to six months period, you can create major changes in your life. You know, what I did when I started dating was that, that I really stayed uh, in my priorities when I was meeting these men. And, and that meant some very nice dates, but I, I didn't feel like the urge to really be with one of the guys. Until the 10th guy I met, you know, we really um, were a very good match. And we uh, fell in love with each other, moved in, and then a year later we married. So today, today I'm married and living in a monogamous relationship. So, so, you know, it's also about change can happen, and it may for, be for some years that you change, and then you can move back or you can move to a third place. I mean, the, there's nothing uh, static about the decisions that you make as long as you remember to, you know, bring yourself along uh, in good shape. Then, uh, then you're fit to go. Yes. Hey, I, I agree, but, you know, I mean... Hey, as Paulina said, being part of a couple, I think that's that's so last year. We're here in 2016, and if you're not in trouble, you're out. I'm joking. I'm joking, by the way. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you got to find your own true love out there. And if if you're not happy, then you need to find your happiness. But first, find yourself. Don't go and get in. Don't start jumping and go and get into three relationships, a three-person relationship, and you're not happy with yourself because it's just not going to work. It's going to be turmoil and just going to go sour, basically. Um, if if you yeah. couldn't make it work in a one-person couple within yourself, you're not going to make it work that way. But, Pauline, tell us where we can get your, your sexy book from. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a website which is called modernloveandsex.com. 
It's modernloveandsex.com. And there you can, uh, you know, read about the book and you can find links to Amazon where you can buy it. You can buy it in Barnes Noble. And on my website, you can actually also read the first three entries in, in the diary, uh, in the book, because uh, then people can get sort of a feel for it and see, hey, I like this. And then you can uh, buy the book to read the rest. Hey, Pauline, thank you so much for being on here, opening us up to your life, opening us up to something new. I'm sure that it's probably been on people's minds. This is some, but we're actually bringing it out. This is the one who's making the stand, saying, "Hey, it's okay if you're not happy in that one relationship. It's okay if you want to be in there, in that two or three person relationship. You got to be happy for yourself. Society is another thing, and if you're not happy." then don't do it. If you don't want nobody to know about it, then don't do it. Because they always say, the darkness comes to the light. That is so true. But before I leave you, my listeners, I want to give you this truth for the day from my friend Mary Ellen. Open your eyes. That's right. Open your eyes. Open your eyes to this and everything else to let your future in. Your future is right in front of you. Right now at this very moment, with each and every choice you make, with every bit of energy you expel or choose not to expel, you are shaping your future. It always amazes me when I work with clients who are waiting for a future moment to suddenly appear. Make that moment happen. Make sure that it will surround you with the future life you want to create. When you are undecided as to what it is you want in your life, then you are blind. You must open your eyes to let the future in. Let the light in. Do not be afraid because you have the power and greatness within you to create any future you want. Today, let's all choose to leave the world a better place by opening our eyes to the future and the joys we have right in front of us, everyone. Enjoy that day. Don't be ashamed of what you want to do out here. And if you grown, you better put some stank on it, honey, and be a boss because, Pauline, you are a boss, honey, and I commend you so much for coming out and doing what you have to do. To be happy. <laughs> Thank you very much, Signesia. It was great talking so to welcome. you and being on your show. Too, and I hope to have you again. God bless you. God bless you, listeners. And I will see you this week. You just and if you um if you listen to the replay, just share it with all your friends and your family. And I appreciate you. God bless you, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.